I just want to do God's will. The kind of revolution that the world needs is a Christian revolution. If you want a miracle, you've got to expect it to happen. You're the recipients of God's grace and God's blessings, and you rejoice in that reality. Welcome to Life Today Live, and if you're old enough, you remember this line from a movie, Jerry Maguire with Tom Cruise, where um, she says, she looks at him and says, you complete me. And I just, I've hated that line my whole life since that came out, because I'm like, that is such bad advice. Two half people coming into a relationship don't make a whole person, they make two half people in a messy relationship, but we have good news. Uh, We're going to talk about... Um, the kind of relationships that we really need to be in and what we need to be in order to even be in that kind of relationship. And this is actually, there's some truth in here for single people too, because we're talking about The Love Everybody Wants by Madison Pruitt Trout. Uh, Book out today. You can pick it up wherever you want to. And if you're old like me uh, and you have kids that are in you know the dating game or maybe young married like mine are uh, and working through the things that you work through there's a lot of good truth in this one and a little bit of irony i think here because maddie uh, is well known for being a finalist on a tv show called the bachelor where um and i think she'll understand this (laughs) you oftentimes (laughs) don't get a lot of great relationship advice on the bachelor but she is a shining light in that, and so I'm excited to have her today. So whether wherever you're at in, in your life and your relationships, these are some foundational truths. And if you have a loved one who is at that age where they're trying to figure out the whole relationship thing, you'll get some good inside uh, information here and uh, would have a great resource if you wanted to put this book in front of them. Maddie, great to have you back on Life Today Live. Thank you so much. I mean, that was the intro of the century. <laughs> and I forgot how good that like the music, the intro, I'm like ready to go. <laughs> good. Yeah, up. well, we, yeah, we gotta put you on your best game. Let's jump into this. Uh, and, and now, am I correct in, in understanding that you actually started writing this before you were married? Yes, yes. I started writing this, which is also the irony, um, as well as the bachelor tie. (laughs) But I started writing this book um, single and just honestly wrestling with the Lord and not feeling very content in my season of singleness. And so I really started writing this book kind of just like uh, as a therapy to myself, (laughs) (laughs) Um, just reminding myself of just the truths of God's promises and word um, when I'm not getting what I, what I want. And just reminding myself of just his goodness and uh, that he's more than enough. And so I started writing really with that perspective, writing to my single self, writing to myself in a waiting season, um, being the bridesmaid and never the bride. And uh, and then through the course of writing this manuscript, it was crazy. I actually ended up meeting um, my now husband. And so I really, it was just by the grace of God, got to write a relationship book from every single perspective <laughs> of single, dating, engaged, and married, and finished the manuscript um, a couple of months after we got married. We've been married for almost a year now. So it's it's really crazy. So I, I really did write it with, um, you know, a, a lot of different people in mind, including myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's not, that's a great perspective, actually, uh, walking through the process. Uh, are you happy in your marriage now? I'm so happy. <laughs> oh, it's the best. It really is the best. So you you 
I touched on this in the intro, but there is a truth that, I mean, I was trying to get through with my kids, and sometimes as a parent it's frustrating because, you know, we have a little bit of perspective because we've made the mistakes that many younger people are making. But this idea that you have to find somebody to be complete is just yeah. a terrible starting place. What did you realize in dealing with your singleness and then going into the marriage? Yeah, man, I, I definitely fell into that category of looking for someone to complete me for a lot of the time, which is why I felt so not satisfied and whole and complete in my season of singleness and why I struggled um, in my season of singleness for a long time. But I just remember um, having this moment of realization one day as I was probably praying for my future husband and just like, God, if you love me, send him to me. And I just had this, this realization and I just felt like the Lord just laid on my heart, like Maddie, you're looking for the right thing, but you're just taking it to all the wrong places. You're trying to find something in a relationship with with someone else that only I ultimately can give you. Mm. And I just remember in that moment feeling so convicted and just being like, God, I am so sorry that I've been trying to find this unconditional, radical, lasting love um, in, in, in dating relationships and in other human beings when first and foremost, that has to be found in you. And so I really, again, started writing this book to encourage myself. I remember I, I came across Matthew 22, 36 through 40, and it's the two greatest commandments, which is what inspired this book. And I just was reminded of like the simplicity that God gives us of, of love and just the foundation of, hey, it starts with me. And then all other loves um, can be built on after you get that foundation right. And so for me, for the foundation, God's love. And then after finding that, then I'm able to really start figuring out the, the harder things, which is how to love myself, how to be confident in who I am and embrace how God made me. Because if I don't value myself, it's going to be really hard to find people who are going to be able to value me the way that God has intended for them to. Um, and then from that place, also learning how to love other people um, well in the way that God calls us to love them. And so it's all about, this book is all about, you know, the, we were made for love, but it takes work to get those loves in order. It takes work to um, not only realize the importance of those loves, but also the priorities of those loves that it starts first and foremost with the love of God. And so if that's not right, I think it's going to be really easy, like you said, to try and find that in other people and to try and, uh, you know, get in these relationships to look for some, you know, sort of fulfillment or completion, as you would say. And so I actually have a whole chapter on, um, like that idea of he completes me. Um, because I, like you said, it's, it's something that I think our, our culture and media and social media movies, you know, really push that message. Um, and it's almost like polar opposites now in today's world. It's either this, like, you know, I don't need anybody. I'm, I'm all I need, you know, or it's this idea of, you know, only, only a person can, can meet my every need and desire and complete me in the way that I want to be completed. And that's just not what God's word says. And so I really wanted to write to that heart that was longing, that heart that was wrestling with, am I, am I not enough? Is there something wrong with me, whether in relationship or not in a relationship? Um, because it doesn't just go away when you find somebody. Nope. And so, um, you know, getting back to that, getting back to that place of just God's love is the only love that's going to fully satisfy. Yeah. And the reality is no matter how great a person, a spouse you might find, there is not a person on this world that can meet your every need and desire. Yeah. 
And so I'm guessing that in the subtitle where you say what you're looking for is already yours. That's what you're talking about. Yes, yes. It's available to all of us. You know, it's 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 just up to us to accept it and believe it. Um, I think that's what's so cool about we see all throughout scripture. Um, I mean, John 3, 16, one of the most famous verses, God so loved the world. It's available to all of us. His love is available to all of us. But it's really he he gives us the invitation, but it's up to us to accept and receive that invitation. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, it's it's really the idea of like, hey, and it's why I included everybody in the the title, the love everybody wants, mm-hmm. because it is a love that we all want because we were made from that love. Um, we just often go to the wrong places to look for it. Yeah. And John three seventeen, God didn't come into the world to condemn the world and you know uh especially on the bachelor and i know it, there's some theater going on they play it up but heartache rejection you know the drama those are very real things especially the younger you are um but, yeah. you know some people deal with that a lot did you deal with some of that oh my gosh yes <laughs> <laughs> yes i um i i actually originally when i started writing this manuscript i had multiple chapters on this and then i ended up just kind of <laughs> combining one because my my publisher was like okay maddie like this isn't a whole entire book on heartbreak and i'm like but i got a lot of it so i um yeah i had i actually had a, a chapter on heartbreak and then another chapter on rejection but ended up just focusing on rejection um but man, yeah, I think this is something we even, you know, start feeling at a young age and we don't even realize like how it just continues to build. And then we start, you know, either putting up these these walls or we start, you know, even becoming so desperate, even more so um, for attention and approval. And I saw in my own life how it was more of the, the first case of just like building up these intense walls. And I just had this fear of letting people in. Um, I, I felt like if I put up these walls, you know, I would keep out all the bad. But then I quickly realized that not only was I keeping out all the bad, but I was also I was preventing good from coming in. I was preventing myself from being able to experience the radical, relentless love of Christ, as well as, you know, the the deep, intimate love of good friendships and godly friendships and and eventually, um, you know, a, a future spouse. And so that was something I definitely had to confront and deal with in my own life. Um, and then going on the show, something that I had at that point already realized about myself um, with fearing rejection was I just had to remind myself like, man, Maddie, rejection of man is not the ultimate rejection. Like that's not who I should, I shouldn't be fearing man. Um, I should be fearing God and just seeking to please him. And then reminding myself that even if I get rejected and not chosen by this person, um, seeing it as more of of God's redirection for something better was really, really a, a game changer for me rather than seeing, oh, this person doesn't see my worth and value. Therefore, I'm not valuable. Mm-hmm. Um, and mm-hmm. instead kind of flipping the script and saying, no, just because this person can't see my worth and value doesn't mean I'm not valuable because God says I'm valuable. And, um, and so I would even encourage, you know, the girls on the show, if we, if you don't get a rose, if I don't get a rose, if we don't get another date, um, that, that doesn't mean you're not worth it and you're not valuable. It's just God's redirection to something better and God's protection that this wasn't his best for you. Yeah. And so that's something I've tried to carry um, a mindset into all things, because I mean, that translates into, you know, fearing rejection in jobs, fearing rejection with family and friends. And so I've tried to really keep that perspective in all, you know, walks in all areas of life. 
And, you know, that dovetails into another thing that you touch on, and this is especially critical in, in marriage. Uh, and, you know, something I'm screaming at my daughters when they were going through this season of life. But I think it also it, it ties into friendships. Mm-hmm. Uh, it could even tie into what church you're at, certainly your yeah. job. And that is this idea of settling for some for less than what God has in store for yep. you. And yep. when we don't see our own value or maybe we've been hurt, then sometimes I, I do think we put ourselves, and that's why you see cycles in people's lives repeating yeah. over and over and over because they, they devalue themselves uh, or they just out of hurt, they don't want to step out into something new and they settle for less than God's best. Is this... You write about it, so I'm guessing you've at least seen it, if not struggle with it. <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness. And this is this is really the probably one of the biggest things I'm passionate about in this message, mm. um, in this book, because gosh, I've seen so many times so many incredible people settle for less than God's best because they were just I mean, we settle for multiple reasons, right? We settle because we're we're tired of waiting. We yeah. settle because we feel pressure. We settle because we don't feel worthy or good enough. Um, and, and we, I've just seen that so many times of just like people settling for less than God's very best. And I'm like, but why, when we know what's available to us, when we know what God promises, um, what, why do we settle? And we see that all throughout scripture. You know, you even see that with, with, um, Abraham and Sarah and Hagar and, and that whole situation with Abraham, you know, settling for, or Sarah settling for an Ishmael when, when Isaac was promised, mm-hmm. you know, to her. And so you see that throughout scripture, it's always been a wrestle, um, for us to, whether it's to seek to take control um, or or an own insecurity or fear that we have in our hearts, um, but I definitely have seen that play out in in my own life of of just not kind of getting to the point where I'm like, okay, God, you're taking too long, so I'm just gonna I'm gonna do things Maddie's way, and doing things Maddie's way never never quite never quite worked out. Um, but this is such a passion of mine, like you said, just like shaking your, your daughters. Like, I feel like I've done that with my sisters, you know, and, and my friends and even myself of just like, you're better than this. Like, and, and when you know what you're worth and what your value, you don't, you don't have to play hard to get, you just kind of are hard to get because not just, (laughs) not just anybody gets you, you know, like you, you know, your worth and your value. So you're not just handing it out to anybody who gives you attention or to anybody who accepts you, you, you know, your worth in Christ and what you deserve in Christ and how you deserve to be loved and treated as well as what you should be giving to other people as well. Um, and so I think it's a, it's a, it definitely starts at, of course, our relationship with God, but like you said, it bleeds into our relationship with ourselves because what I've seen so often is if we don't know our own worth and value, and if we're not willing to love ourselves well, how can we expect someone else to love us well and treat us as valuable? Um, because we don't even see ourselves as valuable. Yeah. And so that's, that is so important in order to have high standards in order to refuse to settle for less than God's best, um, is really to get back to that place of like knowing your worth and knowing what God says about you and who you are in Christ and what you deserve, um, because of the grace that God has given us. That requires staying close to God and hearing his voice, knowing his voice, even to be able to differentiate it, uh, which is, uh, the beauty of scripture. It doesn't change. We've got a, a, a foundation that, that if you're wondering, is that God, you can go read it in scripture and find out pretty quick if it lines up. Um, (laughs) so here's, here's a question for you. Um, and I've had this debate with, with people, uh, even my wife, I 
I don't think necessarily, well, I mean, I guess I just, I don't think that, that, that like there's just one person in the world for you. You know what I mean? And, and I, I think God can take whatever, I think he gives us latitude of choice in a lot of ways. Uh, yeah. And certainly there's, there's better, <laughs> you know, and things yeah. like that. Yeah, oh, totally. But yeah. I, I don't know. Do you think that there's just one and we're on this grand search amongst billions of people to find the one? So I'm, my friends like to call me a challenger. So I actually <laughs> challenge myself in both ways because I really, I'm with you. I, I, I would say I agree with you. Um, I would also say, like, for me, there have been moments in my life where I was from the outside looking in, the relationship was perfect. Mm. Um, you know, I, I would say I, I was in a four year relationship with someone um, throughout college and after oh. graduating college. And you, you yeah, bro and you I broke up. Have, yeah, we oh broke up. Oh my gosh. And uh <laughs> we did but we dated for 4 years and I thought he was going to be my forever person, but I remember right when it came down to, you know, we're about to get engaged, you know, it it was like I just didn't have peace about it. Mm -hmm. And that's why I I actually do talk about in my book kind of the three things that I evaluated before I would say yes to being someone's girlfriend, but then also the three things that I evaluated that I would say that I would have to see in a relationship or in a person before agreeing to take that next step into marriage. Um, and one of those things being peace, because I've been in relationships where, you know, the person loved God mm -hmm. and our purpose and calling aligned and we were best friends and we had fun together. So on the outside looking in, it was like the perfect relationship. Sure but I just didn't have God's peace. Yeah. Um, and so that's something that I just really, and you, you spoke to this of just like, man, that requires staying attached to God that requires knowing God's voice. And so I, what I've seen also a lot of times is people argue, you know, staying in really unhealthy relationships because they're like, Oh, but I have God's peace. Um, Oh, but, but I feel God in it. And it's like, no, if, it, if, if, if it doesn't align with God's word and you're not, you know, if you're spending time with someone and they're pushing you for, Further and further away from Jesus and further away from the people that, you know, know you the best and love you the most. And those people are seeing red flags and have, you know, doubts and questions and like, you're just in denial and you're like, no, but, but I feel God's peace. That's probably not God's peace. Right. <laughs> that is right. probably just your flesh trying to make excuses because you don't want to, you know, take the hard step of breaking up. Um, but the peace I'm referring to, you know, in this particular situation there was nothing wrong. He was an amazing guy. Um, it would have been fine. God would have blessed the relationship. I think we would have had a good marriage, mm -hmm. truly. Um, I just, I, when I prayed about it, I felt a lack of peace to say yes and get married. And, and really now looking back, I'm so grateful. I mean, my life would look so different now. Um, had I just got married right out of college and, you know, not gone on the bachelor and I wouldn't be talking with you today. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't have probably written two books. I wouldn't be of course married to now my husband, the love of my life. And so, it's it's really crazy um, to think about it that way. Um, but I'm with you. I, I really do think that God is sovereign, but he also gives us free will. And I think that does take the pressure off of things. Had I decided, you know, God, I'm going to I'm going to marry this guy. I'm going to move forward um, in this relationship. I still think God for sure could have blessed that. Yeah. I just think my life would look so different. And oh. so it just required me to really lean in and listen to, to the spirit. Oh, yeah, it, it, it definitely would 
would have looked different. Wait till you start having kids, and you're like, you're like they wouldn't have been here. <laughs> that's, <laughs> right. a, that's just a whole, right. a whole weird thing to, to go down. All right, I want to show people the book. This is uh, The Love Everybody Wants. You can pick it up wherever you get books, or you can go straight to the website. It looks like this, theloveeverybodywants.com. And again, if you're if you got uh, you know kids, grandkids, whatever, going through some of these things, let them hear from someone a little closer to their age. Sometimes it's funny. I you know I would tell my kids things, and then they would maybe hear it from someone you know at college or somewhere else, and be like, you know this this person told me that. I'm like I've been telling you that for years. <laughs> sometimes we need other people in yeah. uh, our in our our lives and in our children's lives to to sometimes get the message through and. That, that leads me to, so I've been married 32 years, over 32 years now. Got married a week That's after amazing. graduating college, right? It's been 25 of the best years of my life. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. Yep. <laughs> no, I'm like, let's dive into that. <laughs> yeah, right. No, it's, it, it's been, it's, it's fabulous. My wife, oh, I credit her more than myself by far. Here's where I got into um, some dissatisfaction. In, in my marriage, I expected way too much from her. I wanted, I mean, she was busy raising four kids, you know, a, a wife, a mother, uh, a homekeeper. Uh, I mean, she was 24 seven on the job all the time. And yet I wanted somebody to, you know, I wanted a buddy. Hey, let's go snow skiing. Let's go. She's like, <laughs> we have four kids. We, you, you know, who's, who's and yeah. that led to some frustration because I, I wanted her to be everything to me and I think we we can fall into that pretty easy and I've realized mm. that you know what I got my ski buddies now and they're all guys they're all godly guys you know yeah. uh, they're good influences we strengthen each other uh and we do we go on vacation uh, every year we go the snow skiing has to be the one I've also got some guys I'm, I hang out with you know this past Labor Day weekend we have our fantasy football draft where I drive five hours to another town see a bunch of old college buddies from Old Roberts University we encourage each other, but we also, we get the guy time in. Yeah. Are you to the point, do, do you have those good godly women relationships in your life? Yeah, I do. And and there are so many good things you, you said in there. That one thing I don't want, I want to address really quick because it was so good um, that I, I, I wrote about in my book talking about when you make someone your everything, you lose everything else. And I have realized that about myself so many times. And that, again, that can come to, that can be, I don't know, a family member, a spouse, a friend. Um, but when we let someone else replace who God is meant to be in our life, it feels like everything else becomes disconnected, confusing, yeah. frustrating. And so I've learned within my marriage, man, the healthiest that our marriage is, and it sounds so simple, but it's just so true, is like the healthiest our relationship is, is when we are both separately and individually getting completely filled up by God. Yep. And just going before him, like first thing we do in the mornings, I mean, it's funny, I can look back and early on, I mean, we're only still like 10, 11 months in, and um, early on in the first couple of months, um, 
you know, I, we would try and have breakfast together in the morning before either of us have had our quiet time and time with God. And we would get into these stupid little fights. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, why are we fighting? And I just realized, man, I haven't, I haven't died to myself yet. Mm. And I haven't been filled up with the spirit yet. I mean, I'm already full of the spirit, but like right, that fresh right. filling and yeah. that like renewal the of my mind. Yes. Yeah. And just like reminding myself of just God's truth and how to serve others above myself. And so, I mean, that was even even like a, a silly little practice we had to put in of just like, Hey, we're not getting together. We're not having our, um, you know, our little breakfast moments until we've had our individual times with the Lord. And even though that's so simple, I think that that has just been a very small example of like a bigger picture, you know, of us really going to God first. Um, I think it's really easy in any situation to go to another person first. But for me, I got to It's that Matthew 633 verse, like seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and everything else will be given unto you. And so for me, it's like, Hey, it starts with the Lord. So I've realized that. Um, but to answer your second, the second part of your question, um, I have found those good friends and those good girlfriends. And that has been so transformational, um, and our relational health as well as just having that community. Um, our church has like a community group, life group, small group. I know every church calls it kind of something mm -hmm. different. Um, but we, we have that and it's cool because we come together once or twice a month as you know, it's guys and girls, uh, married couples. There's like four married couples. We all come together, but then also throughout the week, um, the girls all meet together and the guys all meet together. And that's a time for just confession. That's a time for prayer. That's a time for encouragement. Um, and so, and then like doing life together, like you said, taking fun trips. Um, I think when we expect, you know, one person to be everything in every way to us, we're just going to continually be let down and frustrated. And I realized that again, early on in marriage of just expecting Grant to be my best friend. I mean, he is my best friend, but you know what I mean? Like sure. meet all my needs as my sure. friend and, you know, meet all my needs as my husband and meet all my needs in, in all these different areas. And I just realized like, okay, I can't put all that weight and pressure on him. Like I got to one, take this to God, but then find good godly community um, that's going to make me better and that I can confess to and encourage and all the things. Yep. And uh, guys, stick with the guys. Ladies, stick with the ladies. I don't care yep. how godly the uh, opposite <laughs> gender is. Don't go down that road. Boundaries. Uh, boundaries. Yes. Good. See, she's got she's got it all. All right. Uh, <laughs> Maddie, this is very, very good. You, you have a wonderful maturity in the Lord uh, that I really value because your younger women especially will listen to you. And that's that's a wonderful thing. Is there anything you want to add before I let you go? Man, thank you so much um, for having me. I I really am grateful, and and I've been prayerful with just all the different people that I'm, you know, getting to connect with to just really share this message. And um, I'm super grateful that we've gotten to connect and just pray that everyone listening just feels just so challenged and encouraged um, that our our purpose in this life is not another person. Um, our identity is not a relationship. Um, and like I said, when we make someone our everything, we lose everything else. It's only through um, the knowing and receiving the love of Jesus Christ that we are made complete, that we are made whole, and that we find everything that we're looking for and longing for. Um, and so I'm, I'm just, I'm so passionate about this message and I'm really hopeful that it encourages um, all the listeners, whatever season of life, that you're in. I love it. Uh, appreciate you spending the time with us to get the message out. And if you're watching this, you can help get the message out. Hit that share button. And if you haven't liked, follow, or subscribe, do that. And uh, pick up the love everybody wants because what you're looking for is already yours in the Lord. 
appreciate you guys being here. We'll see you again next time on Life Today Live. Lord.